Hey lady, I am so freaking jazzed that you're here. My name is Emily and I am a clinical social worker deeply passionate about what's going on in between our ears. I am here to help build up your toolbox against self-doubt, social comparison, and nasty self-talk to help keep you kind to your mind. You know, we all have something going on in that noggin of ours that isn't always kind. So let's put in the legwork and flex those mindset muscles so that we can move the mountains we were meant to freaking move. Let's go. So you are over there considering seeing a therapist. Okay, let's chat about it. We have some myths to debunk here first, because I'm sure a thought that has crossed your mind, which has crossed mine too, is that going to therapy or seeking out a therapist is just for the big stuff, is just for things like trauma and crisis and addiction and all the big, big, heavy topics that you hear people going to therapy for. Baby girl, that's not true. You can go to therapy for anything under the sun, including those big things. Another myth we kind of have to chat about. Going to therapy is not always accompanied by medication. Just because you you decide one day, okay, you know, I think I might want to go chat with a therapist. That does not mean that they are going to write you a prescription. In fact, they're not the folks that do that. But another myth that we kind of have to debunk here is that, first of all, this is not something that a weak person goes to do. You are not a weak person because you decided to press play on this episode because something in your noggin is like, hmm, I think I might need to go chat with a therapist. That, to me, sounds like a responsible person. So, no. My friend, you are not weak for even having that thought cross your mind, okay? But who is therapy for? Who is therapy for? Therapy can be for people that are experiencing a crap ton of mood swings that are really uncomfortable. It can be for people that are having relationship issues, that, that are being confronted with conflict, that they're having trouble navigating themselves, It could just be for someone that is finding themselves in a life stage or period of time that has a lot of stress involved. Maybe you need some help coping with stress, finding a way to navigate stress in your life right now. Maybe it's related to your self-esteem. Maybe you haven't been as kind to yourself and to your mind as you could be. That does not have to have a diagnosis or a label attached to it to sit down with an unbiased party and chat about it. Therapy can be for things like day-to-day anxiety, worries that you're experiencing that tend to be overwhelming or even just uncomfortable that you'd like to learn how to manage. Maybe you're having these periods of time where it's, it's almost a sudden panic And maybe a thought that crosses your mind is, am I having a panic attack? Am I experiencing panic attacks? How can I manage this so that this doesn't happen as frequently? So we don't have to feel this uncomfortableness. No human enjoys a feeling of discomfort, right? So that could be for you. 
Maybe it's feelings of depression. And when I say depression, I don't just mean DSM criteria diagnosis of depression. I mean 2020 depression. I mean COVID depression, seasonal depression. It can be anything under the sun when it comes to this year, let's be honest. And maybe at the very bottom line, what you truly need is just an unbiased party to listen. An unbiased ear to listen to what's going on and help you navigate it. Help you navigate these these seasons of life right now that are uncertain. That does not require a diagnosis of some big mental health diagnosis with medication and and all these many steps. It can just be, hey, I need someone to talk to right now that's not my family and my friends. That's not a weak statement to make. That's a responsible one. And a question that I get a lot, and to be honest, something that I wondered about very frequently, especially in high school, was where the heck do I start? Yeah, okay, so this thought has crossed my mind, Emily, that maybe I should go see a therapist or I've, I've thought about seeking out a therapist, but I don't know where to start. I hear you, okay? I, I hear you. No one teaches you how to go find a therapist, right? So this is my sort of beginner's guide to seeking out therapy. First and foremost, we need to weigh our options here. Especially in the world that we're living right now, uh, in November of 2020 craziness, we kind of have all kinds of options, but maybe not the options we necessarily want, right? So right now, you could seek out telehealth services um, to talk to someone virtually. You could seek out in-person services uh, weekly, bi-weekly, how frequently are you going to see this person? We really need to weigh out our options there to figure out what's best for you. What do you feel like you need right now? Also, there are options when it comes to the virtual space that are so vast and different. I'll tell you from personal experience, I have used a few different virtual platforms when it comes to therapy. Both of them were very helpful. Both of them were also very different. I, about a year ago, used an app called BetterHelp, a virtual space where you're able to message a licensed therapist. Uh, You can set up basically like Zoom meetings with them, virtual chats with them, whatever you feel comfortable with. And I've also used an app called Talkspace, very similar, set up in a very similar way, both of which were beneficial for what I needed at the time. Now, granted, sitting here in your ear holes today talking to you about seeking out therapy, there are also many other options. So you need to do some shopping, right? I encourage you, I strongly encourage you to do a quick Google search as to what providers are within my network and my insurance coverage, but also read the reviews. This is a person that I want to build some connective tissue with, that I want to feel comfortable enough with to talk about the stuff that's stressing me the heck out. So not only do I have to trust them, but they have to kind of meet my needs when it comes to their background. 
So I strongly encourage you to research their specialties in a way. There are going to be some clinicians, some providers that particularly specialize in, in things like women's issues and, and stress that, that women experience. If that's something that you need particular attention with, I strongly encourage you to look into a, a specialty of that kind. Maybe for you, it's anxiety right now. I need someone that works frequently with anxiety so that I feel comfortable in that space. Research their specialties, read their reviews, kind of get a pulse on, on what you're stepping into. Do some shopping, but also you're going to have to try them on for size. I talked about this a few episodes back last week, actually, uh, with Courtney in our interview. And I said, you know, a lot of people experience this therapist shopping kind of thing where you kind of have to figure out in the first couple of sessions, do we click? That's not to say, do I feel 1000% comfortable with you, but do I feel comfortable enough to where we can grow in this clinical relationship together? Right? There are going to be some times where you meet a therapist for the first time and it just feels off. Like, I don't mesh with your personality or I, I just, it's not cutting it for me. And that's okay. That is okay. From a therapist perspective, sitting here right now as a therapist talking to you, I would so much you rather tell me that honestly so that I can help you find the right fit. So that I can help you find that person that is going to connect with your personality and your approaches and the, and the ways that you learn best and really mesh with you to get the progress that you're seeking. From a therapist perspective, it may not be me. It may be someone very different from me that's able to connect with you in a different way. So you're really going to have to try them on for size. And when I say try them on for size, I mean don't necessarily do a one and done kind of situation, right? One session, one most of the time hour long session is not really going to tell you exactly what that relationship could be. I normally encourage folks like two or three sections. Give them give them a little time. Let's see what we're able to do here. Maybe it's just the first session session jitters and we'll talk about that in a second. But really try them on for size. And if that one doesn't work, this first go around is not a, a click in a clinical relationship, totally fine. Let them know. I promise you from a therapist perspective, they're not going to be offended. Let them know. Ask for a recommendation. See where they might send you to where that connection could happen. Okay? And speaking of that first session, dude, <laughs> I can tell you from personal experience on both sides of the couch, it's scary. Makes you kind of want to pee your pants a little, right? The nerves are normal. The nerves are normal. Yes, it feels weird. Yes, it is awkward, but I can tell you it's awkward on both sides. It's like going on a first date, right? It, it feels weird and you don't know their personality, but you also know that you're on a first start of a relationship that you want to be vulnerable in. That's, a, that's an honor for that person to be a part of it, but also kind of an audition. You're interviewing to be my therapist. So know that you have some power in that. You have some control in that. 
Also, when it comes to your first session with them, know that you don't have to throw it all out on the table on day one. They don't expect you to. If you choose to, by all means, girl, put your book on out there. Absolutely. But if you don't feel comfortable to dig down into the deep stuff in your first session, know that that is 1000% normal and also expected. It's expected. Treat it like a first date. This person is going to probably ask you a lot of questions. Yes, they want to get as much background information on you and your story as they can so they can best serve your needs, right? You deserve to build trust here, just like you do any other relationship. If you are going to be asked to be vulnerable with this person, to put down your walls with this person and really dig deep into the things in your noggin and in your life that are stressful and overwhelming for you, know that the person on the other side of the couch expects there to be a trust-building period. They expect to earn that place in your life. They are there to serve you, which means... Also, to be fair here, they have to know you. They're going to have to learn how, how you operate and how you learn skills best and how you communicate best and sort of an approach that is successful for you. Because yes, they are here to serve you, but also understand that they're going to need some time to learn you a little bit. And I understand that that can be frustrating. I'm coming to a therapist in a a very vulnerable place, probably in a time in my life where I, I need something. I need something. I am at my wit's end with what's going on and what brought me to this couch right now. I need something and I need it now. Understand that they want to help you along in that process, but also that we're gonna have to take it in baby steps. It's, it's a journey within itself, right? It's work within itself. Know that they are there to serve you, but also that they want to work with you. So let's chat for a second about what a therapist is not. I will tell you, this is one of my biggest pet peeves, one of my biggest trigger points when it comes to talking about therapy of any kind. A therapist is not an expert on your story. A therapist is not an expert on your story, on your experience, on your headspace. You are the expert. A therapist is not the one with all the answers. And that has its pros and its cons, right? They are not going to have all of the answers for you but also understand that they're hopefully going to meet you with a place of curiosity. I don't have all the answers, but I'm going to get down in the trenches and and sure as heck help you find them. So they're not going to have all the answers for you. A therapist is also not someone to give you advice or tell you what to do. Another big pet peeve of mine. They are not there to give you advice on your life. Right? Go chat with your friend about that. They are not there to give you advice or tell you how to act in your life. To tell you decisions that, that you should be making in your life. 
They're there to guide you. Not to, to tell you what the right or wrong decision is or to have you sit down on the couch and be like, okay, doc, what am I supposed to do now? It's a navigation between the two of you, right? So know that they don't have all the answers. They are not an expert on your story and it's not their job to make decisions for you. Also, a therapist is not able to do the work for you. No matter how much I want to. I cannot do the work for my clients. I cannot put in the legwork and, and get the reps in on challenging thoughts and, and making more conscious efforts for self-care and all of these things that they're going to have to work on and make the conscious choice to do. I can't do that work for them. So that is, unfortunately the cold hard truth of what a therapist is not. He or she is not going to be there to do the work for you, to tell you the answers, and to pretend to be an expert on what you've experienced. They are not the person in the driver's seat. You are. You have that power, and you've decided to join them to your team to take them on to your care team, your journey of what you are experiencing. They are a piece of your journey, of your puzzle, but they are not driving the car. Okay? So let's chat what a therapist is. A therapist is, therefore, in the passenger seat. Myself, as a therapist, when I am working with a client, I'm going to be in the passenger seat ready to to recalculate the map if we need to do that and help you with direction as much as I can, but you're the one driving, right? They are in the passenger seat. They're there to help. They're also ready to provide you with potential tools. Now, listen, they can't decide what tools are going to work for you in particular, what different coping skills and techniques and ways to challenge your thoughts that are going on. Now, they can't tell you what is going to work when it comes to that, But they are someone that is going to try and provide you with tools. They're going to try and and build up your toolbox so that you can combat those things on your own. They are also someone that is hopefully a good therapist, is ready to be down in the trenches with you. To sift through what's impacting your life. Right? I, as a therapist... And hopefully the rest of the therapists out there listening to this are ready to sift through the muck with you. Know that that's why we chose this profession. Sometimes I think a lot of us when we are considering going to therapy or even to, to venting to someone, to a professional, whatever it is, we worry that we're going to be too much. Know that in the office of a therapist... You can't be too much. That's what you're here for. That's what we're here to sift through and figure out. You are not too much. You are brave to bring your quote-unquote too much to my office. And then we unpack it. We unpack it together. It may take a hot second. It may take months to years of unpacking together. But if you're willing over there, you with this in your ear holes, to unpack the bags that have been building up, 
we're then going to be able to unpack them together. And before I leave your ear holes today, I want you to know this. Okay, I don't always jump into to episodes and, ch- and chats with you from a purely therapist perspective, but right now I'm going to because I want you to know this wholeheartedly. The therapists that you go to, they chose this profession because of you. They chose this profession because at some point they probably were very close to someone or were you. Know that they want to be in the trenches with you. They probably have heard a lot. They probably heard a lot. And you know what? You're not going to scare them away. You're not going to scare them away. And if the thought has crossed your mind of, no, 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 I don't need it. No, I'm good. No. And then the thought comes back up of, oh, maybe I should talk to someone. Go talk to someone. It does not make you weak. It makes you responsible. And if you are the stubborn woman over there, the helper that's like, I don't have time to seek out therapy. I don't have an hour out of my week to go talk to a therapist because I have to be doing 5 million things for other people. If you need a stubborn noggin reframe over there, what's going to happen to the help that you do for other people if you don't go see that therapist about the thing that's on your noggin? How are you going to be able to better contribute to others if you decide to take that hour out of your week to talk to someone? How is that going to serve other people while you continue to serve yourself? So if the thought has has crossed your mind, especially lately, especially lately, you know how passionate I am about suicide prevention work. The world that we're living in right now, I could talk about it for hours. We are in a mental health pandemic as well. And I don't want that to include you. It does not make you weak to want to go speak to someone about what's going on upstairs. Okay? Imagine for me. Imagine for me. If you could put it out out on the table right? To unpack all the bags to someone that is unbiased, that doesn't know you, and is going to say, all right, see you next week. How liberating might that feel? To be able to unpack it to someone outside of your immediate community and connection and day-to-day life, and to come back to them again later. I cannot stress this enough, babe. That could be a beautiful thing, a beautiful relationship to have, and a very specific relationship. So as I said before, yes, you should go therapist shopping. You should click with them in in a positive way, right? But at the end of the day, if there's a little thought going on in that noggin of, you know, maybe I should go see someone, I hope that you do. For me and for the people around you and the people that you want to serve and most importantly to my friend listening to this right now, I hope that you do. Because imagine the mental freedom that you could have 
from even just unpacking the bags that you've been tucking all the feels down in. They want to sift through that bag with you. And I hope that you'll let them help. Because I know I certainly want to. So babe, if that's a thought that's crossed your mind, pop into my DMs even. Let's chat it out. Let's find you a connection and let's let's get to some Google searching and see who we can connect you with so we can start unpacking those bags. You know I would be happy to help. I am a DM away and we can get you all set up. But for now, I love you so very much. It is becoming more and more evident to me how important it is to have things like this where we can sit down every week and, and chat about the mental state that we're in from 2020 and how we could be, you know, probably a little bit kinder to our minds. Because you pressed play on this episode today, I know that this is a thought that's crossed your mind. This is a resource that you've thought about seeking out for yourself. So I strongly, strongly encourage you to shoot me a message over on Instagram so I can hold you accountable. Babe, you know that I am going to hold you to it. When it comes to taking care of my friend on the other side of this phone, I'm going to hold you to it. So go slide on over to my DMs right now, right now, and let me know. I love you, babe. I will talk to you very soon. Dude, thank you so much for including the kind mind and this weirdo in your journey. If you vibed with this episode, I would love to connect with you on social media. Go take your takeaways to your Instagram story and tag me so I can thank you for spreading a message that is near and dear to my heart. Thank you for letting me sit in the passenger seat of your personal growth journey. I want to hear about the mountains that you are moving, but... Until next time, stay kind to that mind, girlfriend. I'll talk to you soon.